Well, praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his house today. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. A recipient of a word from the Lord. The written word, an utterance, a prophetic word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. A dream, a vision for the individual, for the family, for the church. For a people. When God speaks a word from the Lord, or the word of the Lord, it's as if a seed is created. A seed formed as the hearer hears the word. The seed of faith. Seed faith. Seed granted, seed given. Luke 8.11, the seed is the Word of God. Seeds differ in size. Some seeds are larger than others. Some seeds are seemingly so small. But is any word given, any seed, insignificant? Even the smallest seed can grow into the unthinkable, the unimaginable. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If I have a seed in hand, I hold in my hand, the substance. If I have a seed in hand, I hold in my hand the evidence. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Amplified Bible reads, Now faith is the assurance, that is the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Being the proof of the things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. A seed in hand. I can't see the tree it will become and yet it's as if I can. The seed is the substance, and the seed holds substance. The seed is the evidence, and the seed holds the evidence. Just a seed, a simple seed, a tiny seed. The message paraphrase, it's our handle on what we can't see. 
You see, the one that holds a seed in hand holds a great tree. That which can be, that which is possible, that which shall be. That which is to come is already in hand. Can we see it today, the embryonic nature of faith? A little seed. You know, a word from the Lord may appear small, even as a mustard seed. But that seed planted and cared for, watered and nurtured, Receiving the light of the sun will yield the miraculous. Well, let's listen to what Jesus had to say. Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32. He put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Reading from the Gospel of Mark, Then he said, To what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Well, let's listen. Or with what parable shall we picture it? Let's see it today. It is like a mustard seed which, when it is sown on the ground, is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Just a small seed, a tiny seed. The Gospel of Luke, then he said, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his garden. And it grew and became a large tree. And the birds of the air nested in its branches. You know, if we desire a kingdom of God life, the beginning may seem so small. The embryonic nature of faith. Small seed. Small steps. Small decisions. The unfolding and the breaking out of the seed. And this speaks to the individual seeds uniquely given. That what is produced in a lifetime, what is accomplished, the roots, the shoot, the trunk, the tree, the branches, the fruit, the yield, the stature, the scope, is kingdom of God. The embryonic nature of faith. 
A seed must be sown. A seed in hand remains a seed. But if you take that seed, that word from the Lord, and plant it, plant the seed, plant it in holy ground, don't rush the process. Pull back the earth and place the seed with intent. Cover the seed and cover the seed with prayer and care. A seed must be cared for, watered, and the receiving of the sun, guarded against disruption and disruptors, watched over. And what are the weeds and that which is invasive must be diligently dealt with. And we must beware of distraction and the luring away. The sower must be patient. The process takes time. The necessary time. Perhaps we need this word today. Don't fret. Things are happening below the surface. You see, impatience has led many to the premature unearthing of a seed. The hindering of the seed, the hurting, and even the spoiling. Impatience has resulted in many simply walking away. You see, the sower sows the seed of faith. Seed faith. And now the sower must conduct themselves in a manner of faith. Hebrews 11.6, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Oh, for a lighter word. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. The Amplified, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please Him. And we know, according to the word of the Lord, that faith without works is dead. The sower must sow. The sower must work. The sower must labor. And the sower must tend. I think we can all understand this today and acknowledge the reality that many things that are great begin and began small. Zechariah 4.10, for who has despised the day of small things? The New Century Version, the people should not think that small beginnings are unimportant. The NLT, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. In the Living Bible, do not despise this small beginning, for the eyes of the Lord rejoice 
to see the work begin. The one who delivered the word, seed faith, his eyes are upon us. And he is watching with great anticipation. You see, the Lord knows the potential of the seed. And the Lord knows what that single, seemingly small seed is capable of producing. The Lord doesn't despise a seed. He doesn't view it as unimportant, insignificant. He sees the potential, the substance, the evidence. There in that tiny seed. That word despised, to despise, hold in contempt. Hold is insignificant. Show despite toward. The Amplified Bible reads, Who with reason despises the day of small things, beginnings? For these seven eyes shall rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which roam throughout the earth. You think about it today, a plumb line compared to what was to be and what was to come. And in this case, for these seven eyes shall rejoice when they see the seed in the hand of the sower, shall rejoice when the sower sows the seed. A word from the Lord. Zechariah 4, beginning of verse 1. Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me. As a man who was wakened out of his sleep, and he said to me, What do you see? So I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple, and his hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small beginnings? 
For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The word of the Lord came to me. Seed faith, seed in hand. You say, well, hang on. There was a mountain before Zerubbabel, a great mountain. Ah, but listen to what the Lord had to say about that great mountain. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. Couple that with Matthew 17, 20. I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. The embryonic nature of faith. A word from the Lord, a seed seemingly so small. That's how it starts. I wonder, do you have a word from the Lord? Seed faith? A mustard seed in hand? And it's as if there is a great mountain before you. Perhaps you can see it daunting in nature. What might the mountain be? It could speak to so many things. But if we'd hear the word of the Lord today, this is the word of the Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain. A small seed. How is this possible? <laughs> but it's a word from the Lord. You know what that name Zerubbabel means? Sown in Babylon. grandson of King Jehoiakim, the leader of the first group of returning exiles from Babylon. I believe the Lord would say to us today, for we live in a Babylon world, exiles returning to our homeland, pressing on towards heaven, and we have a life to live as we journey home. He would come to encourage those in whose hands he has delivered seed, for that which is in your hand that which is sown in Babylon, the seed I have given you, kingdom seed for the fulfillment of kingdom life shall grow up and become large and great. The Lord rejoicing to see seed in hand, the work begun. You say, Lord, it's so small. Don't despise the seed. 
Lord, the word's so small. Seed in hand. Leonard Ravenhill said, no faith is required to do the possible. Actually, only a morsel of this atom-powered stuff is needed to do the impossible. For a piece as large as a mustard seed will do more than we have ever dreamed of. You know, I think of a couple, a husband and wife, first-generation Christians that have received the word of the Lord concerning the building of a godly heritage and lineage. Seed in hand. Seed faith. And at first, the step seems so small. Small steps. Small decisions. And the unfolding and the breaking out of the seed. That what is produced in a lifetime, what is accomplished, the roots, the shoot, the trunk, the tree, the branches, the fruit, the yield, the stature, the scope, is kingdom of God. You see, a seed in hand can impact future generations. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. You look at others that are in the house, and it's generation after generation that have served the Lord. But guess what? It began somewhere with a tiny seed, a small seed in hand. It's what you do with the seed. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't mess around and waste time. You got to plant the seed, you got to sow it. You got to cover it with prayer. You got to be intentional. The small steps, they're very important. The small decisions are very important for they set patterns into a generation. Begins as a small seed. Is there a grandfather in the house today and you see what has what has become? Because one day you answered the call to serve the Lord. Because one church service years ago, decades ago now, God put a seed in your hand. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What a word.
the word of the Lord to Abram. And here is a man with a seed in hand. Genesis 13, verses 14 to 17. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Northward, southward, eastward, and westward for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants literally seed forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth so that if a man could number the dust of the earth then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width for I give it to you. Wow, a word from the Lord in the embryonic nature of faith. Chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but the one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. A morsel of this atom-powered stuff, the embryonic nature of faith. He believed God, this seed in hand, this small seed in light of what was to come, what was to be produced, what was to be realized. But God had placed in his hand the substance and the evidence. Believe God when he puts a seed in your hand. Believe him. Have faith. Well, remember the need for patience. Genesis 17, beginning at verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations, multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. And I 
I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and your descendants, you and your descendants after you in their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I will give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger. All the land of Canaan is an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Genesis 21, 1-3, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, Listen, God is not a man that he should lie. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Isaac. He laughs. Laughter. I mean, you know this couple was rejoicing that day with the one who rejoices to see the work begin. And even at conception, small seed, embryonic, the Lord rejoicing to see the work begin. You know, that child grew. That child grew, and wow, here we are today. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. The embryonic nature of faith. Small seed. You see how it began? Abraham walked before the Lord blamelessly, conducted himself in right manner. Small steps, small decisions, caring for the seed, diligent, tending for the seed, and tending the seed. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. You know, I think of this house of the Lord, dedicated in 1967. A shovel split the earth many years ago now. Faith had come by hearing, and hearing by a word from the Lord. Faith is a mustard seed. Seed faith. Just a small seed in hand. And in fact, a plumb line in hand. A tool used to build walls straight and true to the earth. And look what the Lord has done. The salvations, the baptisms, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the generations that have been trained and discipled, commissioned mandate, the gospel work in this nation and in the nations of the world, the impossible realized, the miraculous, the signs the wonders, the healings, the miracles, the deliverances, not by might, 
not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And listen, there have been great mountains, and they have become plains. A day of small beginnings. You got to start somewhere. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. I think of those in this house that have received the call of God to start businesses. I've been around for a while and witnessed the hand of God. For some, the seed is there now in hand. For others, the seed in hand was planted long ago. And look what the Lord has done. How he has blessed you, that you might be a blessing. How he has prospered you, that you might pour out. Mountains have become plains. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? You shall become a plain. The embryonic nature of faith. A word from God. One word. Many words. Seed in hand. And you're looking at that seed. It's so small in comparison. And compared to what is to come. But God would say today, do not despise the day of small beginnings. We can have the worship team return today. I must mention the promise of the greatest seed of all. It would be an injustice to neglect this. Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Humanity had fallen in need of saving. Adam and Eve, first man and woman, to walk the earth, took of the forbidden and partook of it. And sin took hold and gripped a world. But God delivered a word that day. The promise of one to come. A Redeemer. The captain of salvation. And faith came by hearing, and hearing by a word from the Lord. There outside of the garden, seed in hand, seed faith, belief, faith in promise. a morsel of this atom-powered stuff. Luke 1, beginning of verse 26, Now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. A word from the Lord. Think of Adam and Eve with the promise, a seed in hand, embryonic, the embryonic nature of faith. All these years later, the angel shows up. Surely faith would come. Listen to verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant, handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. A word delivered, a seed, seed faith. Seemingly so small, and this seed planted inside so small, conceived of the Holy Spirit, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And the seed grew, and the day came when this holy seed was birthed into the earth. Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus among men. The Messiah, the Savior of the world. You know, Jesus grew up. The Bible says he lived a perfect life, a life without sin, a holy life. Jesus grew up what began as a little seed, now grown. And the time came for this holy tree in whose branches so many nest and rest to be cut down. Jesus Christ was crucified. He was put to death on a cross for our sin and our rebellion. It is only because of the work of the cross that we have hope and that we have life and life everlasting. Isaiah 53, 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. The message paraphrase, let's read it. The servant of God grew up before God. A scrawny seedling, scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take second look. He was looked down on and passed over. A man who suffered, a man who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and the people turned away. We looked down on him, we thought he was scum. But the fact is, it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. 
We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises we get healed. We're all like sheep. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing and gone our own way, and God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong on Him, on Him. He was beaten. He was tortured. But He didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to be slaughtered and like a sheep being sheared, He took it all in silence. Justice miscarried and He was let off. And did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of my people. They buried him with the wicked, threw him in a grave with the rich man, even though, even though he'd never heard a soul or said one word that wasn't true. Still, it's what God had in mind all along to crush him with pain. The plan was that he give himself as an offering for sin so that he'd see life come from it. Life, life, and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. Out of that terrible travail of soul, he'll see that it's worth it and be glad he did it. Through what he experienced, my righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous ones as he himself carries the burden of their sins. Therefore, I'll reward him extravagantly, the best of everything, the highest honors. Because he looked death in the face and didn't flinch. Because he embraced the company of the lowest, he took on his own shoulders the sin of many. He took up the cause of all the black sheep. Look at the harvest that has come because of a tiny seed. The embryonic nature of faith. I wonder, do you know Jesus? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by a word from God. Believe the report of the Lord today. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. A seed in your hand today. A seed for your heart, a seed for the saving of your soul, and the Lord rejoicing at what could be. And if you receive this seed, faith, word, and believe, there will be rejoicing that the work has begun. And yes, all heaven shall rejoice. I wonder if we're here today and the Lord has placed a seed in our hand. Whatever that seed is, whatever that word is, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Faithful in little, diligent, on point. Perhaps we planted the seed. And we're in the season of waiting. Have need of patience. 
Have patience. Don't worry. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the timing of the Lord. Don't unearth the seed prematurely. Don't let time have its way with you. Continue. Hebrews 10.36, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Yeah, patience is a virtue. And every child hates when mom and dad reminds them of that. God wants to work this virtue into you. Have patience. Don't worry. God's got things under control. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Word. Trust in the seed. Trust in the substance He's given you. Trust in the evidence. See as God sees. Look toward heaven. Get your eyes off the natural things and trust in the Lord. Lord, this is your Word. I believe. I believe. And guess what? It says he believed and God accounted it to him, credited it to him for righteousness. <laughs> Help must break his heart when he puts a seed in hand. The seed in the hand of a man or a woman, a young person. Seed into the home of a couple. Whoever it may be. And there's the despising of the seed. When he's looking at it and the work's already begun, you've already got the seed. And he's rejoicing. We should be rejoicing with the Lord. Lord, have your, have your way. Your will be done in my life. You know, perhaps we're here today. You're here today and you feel cast aside throwing aside, disposed of, like strewing seed. Anyone here today feeling buried? Well, you know what? If you're a seed of a life, a seed in the hand of God, Remember this, that when the pressure comes and when you feel like people, circumstances, whatever it might be, are trying to bury you, they tried to bury us, but little did they know we are seeds. Trust the Lord. Trust in the one that will bring the harvest in your life, the fruitfulness in your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He'll bring it to pass. Why don't we ask the Lord today? Ask Him for a word. If there's no seed in hand today, ask Him for a word. And let the story of faith begin. The embryonic nature. Let's stand in the house today.